Welcome back to the Rachel LaForce Show. That's right, it's me, Rachel LaForce, and this is my show. You know, one of my favorite things to tell you guys is I couldn't make this up as if I tried. Um, here's what just happened today. This is 2-23-22, and I was feeling all hyped from the 2-22-22 portal of yesterday, and I was like, you know... I'm I'm calling this episode, you know, where we are, hashtag, you know, hold the door open. And we're, you know, and I just dove in. Okay. We, I mean, it was the greatest, most in-flow episode, start to finish, like just, I mean, just like watching an Olympic skier. I mean, I was just boom, baby, gold medal for those slopes. Okay. And then the episode deleted itself. The episode deleted itself. Made what was, you know, like finished. And I'm like, ah, that is my opus. And then it deleted. Um, And I proceeded to have a little bit of a mini meltdown for about, I kept it under about five minutes, but it was a pretty, I had a little, it was, it was a lot. It, It was a lot of emotion. And the funniest thing about that is so much of the episode that I'm going to redo for you right now is all about knowing that like everything you need, you already have. Like you, you know, like the whole thing was like, you're never going to run out. Like you're always going to have what you need. And then the one thing deleted and I was like, never again. It'll never exist again. And I was like, I mean, I think it just deleted because technology just does that sometimes. We had a couple of other like technology snafus today, which was really weird. I'm like, I don't know what that's about. Um, but I, yeah. Oh, and my husband just came in to make sure. Yeah, card recording. I had it. Yeah. Perfect. See, we had some snafus of stuff today. America's favorite husband, Alex Gatlin, coming in being like, wait, are you recording? Is there is there an SD card in there? Let's cover all of our bases. Um, so that was the morning. And I recovered. And I'm like, you know, I don't think that they were... I was like, this was meant to happen so that I could, you know, persevere. I'm still pissed about it, if I'm being perfectly frank. But... It is the perfect opportunity for me to exercise so much of what the, you know, my opus was about of that our only job is to show up and give them us to the best of our ability. So with all of that, here we go. Round two. Yesterday was the 2-22-22 portal. So if you subscribe, I'm sure you lit some Palo Santo, charged your crystals, got a reading, did a reading, and really just focused on how you wanted like the vibe of the day to be. 
And so much for me now on these, you know, kind of spiritual days is how do I want to feel? Because so if you're somebody who's like big on manifestation, right? Some people say make your manifestations incredibly specific. Some people say make them um, more general so that you're open to whatever is in your highest good. And I've found that recently having those specificities or non-specificity just gets in my way. Like there just the ADD and ADHD in me and I'm like, nope, it's got to be perfect. So so then I spend the entire day just rewriting whatever the thing is going to be and like that's not the energy. You know what I mean? Hashtag not the vibe. Um so I've had to really kind of shift that for myself and I'm like for me it's how do I want to feel? And so much of that has been predicated for me or created from really what the start of this year was. So well, let me say this, okay? This episode is all about like, okay, where are we at though? Where are we? Okay, we've kind of tumbled now through almost two months of 2022. The energy is a lot different than it was last year. Um and, you know, I, I always say too, so much of what I share on this podcast is I, I try to tap into this kind of collective energy of how are we all feeling, where are we at? So that a lot of times, right, if you're listening to this, a lot of the messages and stuff are like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I need to hear. I'm in the exact same place, right? Even if what your place is, is different than mine, that energy is still relatable, those um Kind of the language of what we're talking about, the yeah, the energy, the frequency of it is the same. And so I just had this feeling, yeah, like when I when I started this podcast in December, the first episode is all about, you know, changing paths and switching and what does that mean? And I and now I'm like two months later, I'm on the total opposite side of that. I've I've crossed over that valley. I've made it through that metaphorical desert, right? And now I'm like, okay, here we are. This is where we are and we are ready. So that's kind of everything we're going to be talking about today. I know what we're talking about because I've already recorded this episode once. And I'll tell you what, um it runs the gamut. So this is going to be this is going to be a fun one. So let's start back of like this year, just doing like a little bit of the numerology of this year. Now, I what I love about this podcast and what I love about myself is I kind of have a foot in both sides. Like so much of, you know, there's a lot of spiritual healers and teachers that are out there that are really great if you've been doing this work for a while, right? And you're needing somebody kind of ahead of you or really going deeper into these uh, practices, numerology, astrology, uh, uh, yoga, breath techniques, um, you know, different types of therapy. And I kind of like to be, you know, the gateway drug for spirituality as it is. You know what I mean? Like if you're just like kind of wanting to like check it out, dip your toe in, you know, toke up a little bit, but you don't want to go full hog, this is the place for you. Okay. Consider me your gateway. So, I kind of do a little bit of both. This episode, actually, we're going to kind of tread in both, but we're really going to nerd out on a lot of spiritual stuff. So 
starting out, this is a, we are in a sixth year. The numerology of this year is six. Uh, if you are into numerology interested, I absolutely recommend, uh, his name is Remington Donovan. Uh, his Instagram is the mystical arts. He has been a great teacher for me over the last couple of years. And what I love about Remington is kind of the same thing. Like, he is incredibly like, you know, deep into Kudalini and he has all of these uh, like mantras and different stuff. So if you really want to go deep into magical teachings and practice, you have that. He also like is, you know, kind of like a Scorpio energy and kind of likes to like shit on different stuff for fun and, you know, used to be a stand up comic. And so he's he's just kind of like of the world, you know. Uh, so I think it's a really great way, again, that kind of like foot in, you know, in both the cosmos and the chaos as it is. So I really enjoy him. So pretty much everything I share about numerology, I've learned from him. So I always just like to share the teachers and people that I've learned from, because hopefully, um, as more and more people are drawn to this podcast, I can hopefully be a guide and a teacher for you from everything that I've learned. Um, but I would absolutely not be here without the people that I have learned from. So go check him out. So it's a six year, right? And six is all about stepping into our destiny. It's really this year to align with your highest being and your highest calling. And I think a lot of us that have been doing this work are really feeling that. That's again, like, okay, where are we, right? 22 is also the year is the number of uh, miracles. It's a master number. It's really a number about being a uh, connector. It's the number of um, kind of seeing through the forest. So really kind of seeing this bigger picture and then having the capacity to begin to physicalize it which is also a lot of what we're going to talk about today, this idea of being a fit receptacle for what it is that you're wanting to bring in. So what was interesting about the portal yesterday of the 222.22 is, you know, there were six twos. So it's also playing on this idea. So um, I'm going to let, I'll just leave it there because yesterday was whatever it was supposed to be for you. Um for me, I, from the first episode to now, have experienced a mass amount of grief that I'm such a, per like, I cry, I cry if other people cry. Like, most people unfollow Instagram accounts because they're too toxic. I started following too many good news uh, Instagrams. Okay. There was like too many, like, you know, dad came home from the war and surprised his kid playing, like doing karate. Like my heart was just like, this is too much. I can't just like be crying all of the time and feeling all of these deep sense of, um, you know, just my heart chakra was like, we need a break. So that's a little bit about me. I, <laughs> uh, so I knew that this grief was coming right? Because with any great change or transformation, it is a journey. And I think one of the coolest things about being self-aware, having these tools, having a sense of spiritual practice and connectedness is that you do get to see yourself grow. And as an adult, that rarely ever happens. Like the only things that we triumph in adulthood of like change is like, you lost weight. That's it. Like we don't, there, there is no real sense of like growth 
where we're like, oh, that's really great. Unless it's like a tragic story, right? Like everybody's like, oh, they like grew up in the Bronx and didn't have a dad and they went to Harvard Business School, you know, like those. I'm not poo-pooing that. That's an amazing accomplishment. Um, I don't do math, so good for you. But the idea that most of life, if we choose, right, it's a classic Billy Joel, like you can grow up or you can just get old. And I mean, who knew? Billy Joel such a philosophical, spiritual teacher. But I'll tell you what, if you want to go on a spiritual journey, just listen to the song Vienna by Billy Joel. I mean, just what a jam jam. I, uh, you know, spirituality exists in many places if you're looking. So the best part about being grounded in this practice is always really being able to see your growth and what you've shed and what you've let go of. So I you know, my spiritual awakening began in 2018. And uh, I have a a friend of mine and, and listener of the podcast. And she was like, um, have you done an episode yet about your spiritual awakening? Uh, because my joke is always that I had a spiritual awakening in a bunk bed in Aspen. And it's a joke because it's hilarious. Um, it's also 100% true. So I am going to do an episode on that. Um, because like I said, I think the most sometimes the most interesting part of the journey is like when you're really like discovering this whole next part, you know? It's almost like feels like a secret room. Like you just like you like push a book and then it opens and you're like, "Oh my gosh, there's a whole other room in here." Like that's kind of what opening up more and more energies and going up to higher and higher frequencies feels like, right? Cuz you're kind of surprising yourself. So what what I have been experiencing is that real sense of growth, and it's come with an immense amount of grief. And, you know, in 2018, I I was in this place and completely broken open. And one of the first, you know, I've shared this before, but like one of the first visuals I had saw myself on stage in London speaking to like a very large, you know, crowd. So I have known that what it was that I was doing and what I was going to be doing was going to make this massive change, but at the same time, it's still doing what I love to do most, which is share, right? I've known from the very beginning and that was four years ago now, but it's still this incremental growth, this slow change to, you know, the, the spiritual terminology of like raising your frequency or making yourself a fit receptacle to receive that thing, to be a vibrational match for that thing. And that takes a lot of work and energy and that's sometimes why I even get – I struggle with this work sometimes and even the way in which I want to share it because I feel like so much of spiritual work, right, you see a lot of people being like, I'm raising my prices because like my vibration is raising and so I can – and I think people should absolutely make money off of their gifts. Like I think that's actually one of the number one reasons why I'm I'm so adamant about changing this narrative of like 
if you're big and you and you know what it is that you do and you tell people about it, like everybody loves to be like, oh, like they're arrogant or they're like too confident, right? And they really just do that because they don't have that sense of self-worth. But there's still like, there is a way that overall our narrative could be the opposite. That when you see somebody who isn't, you know, standing in their power, that isn't owning all of themselves, that the narrative would be like, hey, how can I help you to like, you know, feel good about yourself, to feel like I noticed that you have all of these gifts. What can I do to help you like shine bigger, right? Like that could be the narrative in, instead of the inverse. But I also sometimes struggle with it because I'm like, well, good for you. But then, you know, aren't we pricing out all of these people who can't afford to participate? Like, there is a sense of spirituality or wellness in the way that it is um, prescribed now in our, you know, in our media and in our society is that it is this thing of like self-care or, and it's all based around like money and high vibes and this and that. And it's like, well, that's great for a percentage of people who have that luxury, but we also still live in a patriarchal racist society as well that's all about go 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 and there are plenty of people who you know have to work three jobs to send money back to other countries to take care of their family or are in a you know abusive relationship and can't don't have the resources to you know get out and it's not like oh if they were just more aware or like had the you know self-worth they could leave yes all these tools would be helpful to these men and women and people but that's not to say that like we need to be careful and mindful, I think, about the way in which we talk about this because there is something to be said for the way that spirituality is and mental health and all these things are projected is like, you know, well, you like you got to want it. And it's like, okay, well, that's easy for you, you know, like Kara, you know, it's like, well, I wanted it. So like I changed my life and like you can too, you know, but you just have to pay me like $700 a month on retainer or whatever. So as you can tell, I still have some complicated feelings about all of it. And specifically as this work has changed for me, it's like, all right, if I'm going to step in, this is a six year, I'm going to step in and I'm going to go, I'll do it. I am surrendering to my highest good. I am surrendering to the God in me. I am I'm, I, let's do it, baby. Let's go. You know, like there's no there's no sense anymore, like almost to where all of this grief and shedding and all this stuff has brought me to a place now where I'm like, let's go. You know, that almost acting the opposite now is more difficult. Like um, shrinking feels more difficult. Um, and so much of that was even the spawn for us making this move where what I wanted to create and and manifest and do there was no space the container of Los Angeles of where we are is not a fit receptacle there's there's no space for me to do and create the things that I want to do and nobody was more surprised and or sad than myself i mean my husband's like let's go i'm so over los angeles he's like ready to already be in atlanta but i have really struggled with it because it was a lot of grief of you know, ultimately, the more I've realized where I'm like, my work isn't really changing that much. I am just, I'm no longer, but I was just scared of what it is that I was supposed to be saying. Like, I'm not, I, like, I, I'm still a comedian. I'm still on stage. I'm still sharing, but it's like the thing in which I'm sharing now is real. 
And that was like scary of, oh, what if people think this is stupid or what if they, and then what I've realized now is another theme of what I want to talk about today on the podcast, which is like, it's not my job to make people comfortable. It's not my job to even make them be like, like no one's going to come to my show and be like, oh my gosh, she's so right. I should, she show, she's so right. I should change everything about my life. Like this woman saved my life. Sure. Maybe that'll happen. And that's great. I obviously am doing this to help people. But if I'm going out with that goal, I'm still going out with the goal of like wanting to be good. And that's what's so interesting of like our ego and our shadow side or whatever like word you associate with that. The more that we increase our capacity for energy, high frequencies, leveling up, whatever terminology you use, right? Those other parts of ourselves just get like real slick, okay? You know, like our self-sabotage, like all of those things just get slicker. Because they're like, oh, okay, girl, so you think you can like be better than us now? <laughs> we will pull you down, you know, like anything you can do, uh, bitch, watch out because we're going to make sure that you cannot do it at the best of your ability. And I don't know what that's about, but I'm sure it resonates with you to some extent. And so, yeah, where I was like, wait, if I'm still doing this in pursuit of like being good. And obviously like we're human, we want to be liked, like that's okay, right? Um we want to make friends, etc. We want to be popular. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's what is the pursuit of that? And what I've realized is like my only job now, like you know, I mean, god bless Instagram bios. If you guys knew <laughs> how much time I have spent being like, but I've got to have the perfect thing there because if it doesn't say exactly what I do, no one's going to follow me and they're not going to get it. And it's like, girl, first of all, like chill out. Okay. And second of all, like you could literally write fart there and like, let's hope that your frequency and what it is that you're doing is enough to supersede whatever perfect thing you think you have to write. That's another way of me getting in my own way of like, oh, well, that's the reason why. It's like, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. You could literally like take everything off of there. And I know it's so trivial, but it's like I share that because, again, I'm sure that if that's something I'm experiencing that it relates to you in some form or fashion, right? Of like, oh, if we just get it perfect. And it's like, that's not the point. No one cares about that, okay? And so with this need, you know, like in the beginning of the the first episode of the podcast in December – and I'm like, well, I, I'm changing and I'm, you know, becoming this thing. And obviously it did need to be heavy handed and it is this huge sense of grief, but it's just so interesting to me now, only two months later and feeling now like it's so simplified for me, like the simplification of my only job now is to give them me. That's it. My only job is to give them me. Whoever them, you know, it's like sometimes right now, it's like my only job in this podcast is to give you me, is to give you exactly where I am, as big as I am to the best of my ability. That's my job. You know, I have a show tonight, which it's my last show in LA uh, for a while, and it's in a crystal shop, which I'm like, the, I mean, just the sweet, sweet irony of that, of just like my last stand up show is in a spiritual space is not lost on me. Um, and so my only job tonight is to show up and give them me. 
Because I've done myself such a disservice over the last couple of months and, you know, and we have to, whenever there's this huge sense of transformation, it's not easy, right? Like you, you have to learn how to ride the horse. But I, you know, sometimes I've really struggled being like, oh, I'm a comedian because then I go to comedy clubs or, you know, whatever, and people are doing very traditional comedy as we understand it. And then I get on stage and it just is, you know, it's like Chris Farley meets Brene Brown and people are like, what is this? But it's Chris Farley meets Brene Brown. It's whatever it's supposed to be, but it's funny, it's engaging, and it's me. And it's my job to show up and give people me. It's the same thing for you. I mean, wherever you are right now, where are you right now? And how can you, no matter where you are in the process, how can you show up and give them you? What does that feel like? You know, going back to that idea of like, you know, the 222 portal isn't like, you know, having this perfect day of doing everything. Sometimes you got to work or, you know, the kids are freaking out or, or whatever. Like life is not perfect. So how can you carry through with the energy that you want to have? Because that is ultimately what your frequency is. That's your happiness. That's your peace. That's your currency. So it doesn't matter what your, you know, Instagram bio says or whatever, like who gives a shit? You know, how do you make people feel? How do you feel? And it's just been so interesting coming into that place now because I feel like, you know, another thing that Remington uh, always says is like our success is inevitable. And, you know, and not success of like, you know, you're a Netflix star or, you know, you're the head of your, you know, medical class or what medical class. Can you tell how much I know about becoming a doctor? Oh my gosh. But, you know, whatever it is, like success more in the idea of like um, succeeding as yourself. And that's like my new definition of success, of how can you excel as yourself? What does that mean for you? And so, you know, our success lies in our ability to 100% and completely fine tune into who we are and share it. What is that like? And, and also being cool to be like, yeah, it's like changing, it's morphing. And, you know, the, it's so interesting of getting ready to go back home. I mean, I'm, like essentially, well, I'm actually literally moving home. We're going to be living at my mom's house for a while as we look for a house. Um, so I will, in fact, literally be going home. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of spaces and people that are going to expect me to operate in the way that they are used to me operating. And that person no longer exists. And in fact, it even feels more, I was thinking about this the other day, I was at a coffee shop or something and there was a song that came on and it must have just, you know, like transported me back to who I was when I really loved that song. And I was thinking about that. It's a little heady, so I don't even really know how to explain it. But like, you know, kind of in that idea where we can say like multiple realities are happening at once, right? So your past, your present, your future are actually all happening at the same time. I know, pull over. It's super heady. But I was thinking about that of like, oh yeah, there are, you know, why feeling into who you want to show up as, who you want to be, what your highest self is. The reason why connecting to that feeling 
is so potent is that that's something that you're connecting to because it already exists in the same way of like, sometimes I do, I miss, you know, I wrote a joke the other day of like, you know, eating clean is great, but have you ever had Taco Bell when you're hammered? Like there are things about past versions of myself that I miss because that Rachel doesn't exist anymore. And Sometimes I miss her, you know, and I miss those times and those moments and those people. And hearing that song, and I just kind of like fell into that feeling. And it was kind of a beautiful moment because it really was kind of solidifying for me of like, oh, yeah, if I choose to really feel into this next phase, it's real. It's real because I am making it so. Anyway, I'm going to let us lie on that for a minute. It's like, all right, you know. Oh, geez. So where are we? Where are you at, you know? And the other interesting thing to me, I kind of touched on it, but the idea of like my only job is to give them me is like now I'm super comfortable with it and I feel so grateful. And, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about the dark night of the soul that I had and it gets real wild. So stay tuned for that. But where I really realized like most of the time when we want to be our full selves, it's not our voice. I talked about this in my episode with Leah Knauer where like, it's not our voice that's like, oh, you shouldn't be that big. It's insecurities. It's like things that we think other people are going to say. Like it's not even real. So how can you really begin to even like pay attention to that so that you're like, well, I don't even think that. So who cares? And if anything over the past two years, what we should learn, which is like nothing means anything. So do you, (laughs) you know, like why not just be you. And I think that's so much too of like, and also when I talk about like being big or sharing your gifts, like big to me, I guess means full, that you're showing up with your full self. Because big doesn't mean, I obviously am a big personality, right? (laughs) I'm loud. I take up a lot of space. But Your gifts could also be something else. So showing up big might mean that you're like, you know, you're more soft-spoken or whatever, but you can still show up fully with all of your gifts and and your power, right? So it doesn't necessarily equate to needing to be, you know, Chris Farley, you know, uh, lighting Palo Santo. Like it doesn't have to be that. I just keep going back to Chris Farley because I've got to post these – these photos of me where it's like me on stage and I'm like, who is that? I'm so, and then I like look at photos from Chris Farley from like sketches and stuff. And I'm like, my physicality is literally the exact same. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's hilarious to me. Um, so in order to get to this place, this place of feeling confident and comfortable and being like, cool, this is what we're doing now, and let's go. The last couple of weeks specifically, I've probably been out of it for about two weeks now, but there was about a month of really 
really heavy grief and uh, death of myself. And I really, um, my grandparents are in hospice care at home. And um, I have just been lucky to be able to like send them a lot of photos of Jonah and um, you know, FaceTime and uh, they're in their very late 90s. So they've had a, a beautiful, wonderful life. And I was just thinking about how I have not experienced a lot of physical death in my life. I've been very blessed to, yeah, I mean, have all of my family and my grandparents and, but how much internal death I've really experienced lately. And that as I move through, you know, when my grandparents do pass of this, you know, real physical death and and loss of them being here physically, is there a way in which I can really like allow death? Because it is transformational. And I feel very, you know, blessed and lucky to feel very connected to the spirit world and, um, and guided and things like that, where I'm obviously going to be very sad when they pass, but knowing um, that they're around and um, hopefully they'll come visit me and I can, you know, access them and feel them. And um, so, and and I, that was the, kind of the same thing I felt about when I was listening to that song and I felt old versions of me as if they were still here. And it was that sense of like, you know... <laughs> I hate to say this on a spiritual podcast, but like, it's all a cycle. Oh, geez. But it is, it, it is all this, this cycle of like letting go. And it's almost like in order to receive something new, we have to release. And that goes back to this idea with uh, Remington of like, you know, you have to make yourself a fit receptacle. What is it that you're wanting to receive? What is it that you're wanting to carry and live in harmony with? You have to make space for that. And that's where I was like really starting wanting to hold on to a lot of things. And I'm like, you're drowning, trying to hold on to them. Rather than just stepping into what's new so that you can accept whatever it is that is coming for you. And that if I also believe that death or things that are dying or have passed on are still able to be accessed. They're just accessed in a new way. Why am I so unwilling to release these things from myself, from my identity, as though I'll never be able to access them again if I just don't hold them as my highest good anymore? And, you know, yeah, it's as heavy as it sounds. (laughs) Like... You know, I was like, how can I allow death? And I feel like as soon as I had that realization, there was just all of this like, whoa, whoa, like really heavy stuff, almost at like a cellular level that was like releasing itself from my physical body. And Okay, so this is interesting. Also, I'm dropping two episodes today. So after this one, you can tune in. I'm just kind of a a mini-sode about the ways that I like clear my energy, how I ground myself, stuff like that. Just kind of like, you know, tips and tricks. Um, 
I've I've had a lot of uh, teachers and healers and speakers that I really admire and follow and have learned a lot from that have offered those up recently. And um, so some things I've integrated from them, but a lot of these things I've been um, practicing for a while. So I was like, I should offer that uh, as well. But one of the ways that I've cleared my energy since 2018. So this was also the interesting thing, right? When I had the spiritual awakening, I didn't really have anyone in my life that was, I had one or two friends that were on a journey a little ahead of me, but like, I didn't even have any friends that were sober. I mean, this was all just where I was like, what is happening, right? So, so much of what, which is a lot of why, again, like I want to be the gateway drug to spirituality of like, so much of what I want to share is for people who are like, is this weird? I don't know. Like this thing is happening to me. Like the amount of things I've Googled to be like, does this happen when you have a spiritual awakening? Because there was just such like weird, not necessarily weird, but like where they felt super significant to me, but it seemed, yeah, weird for lack of a better word. And so it's like, that's why I always want to be open and share as much of this as I can. Because even if this isn't, you know, the specificity of it, isn't for you. The the universal truth of it is for you. So one of the things that I used to do, I think I talked about this on the podcast, that I used to have really bad TMJ. And um, it's when like lockjaw, essentially. And I, I mean, for it got really, really bad. And now I look back at it and it's like, oh, because my throat chakra was blocked because I you know, was letting people run all over me. I wasn't utilizing my own voice. I was completely lost. And so my jaw locked. I didn't even know there was so much tension of not saying and sharing the things that I wanted to that my body just broke down in that space. And once I started to, you know, set boundaries and use my voice and exercise all of that, my TMJ slowly healed itself and went away body-mind connection. Uh, I'm currently reading The Body Keeps Score, which is all about the way that our body and brain um, and, um, deal and hold trauma. So it's super interesting if, you, if you're if you interested. Um, so my TMJ and then with my throat, I don't remember when I first started doing this, but it must have been sometime around 2018. And so you know when you – it's kind of gross, but not the actual physical thing I do, but what I'm about to tell you. So you know, like if you unclog a drain and like, um, and you know, if you like pull out hair or something like that, just so you just like, and you like un- unclog that drain, I would start to do that within my throat. So like I would open up my mouth and essentially put, you know, like my fingers in, like I'm pulling something out of the drain that is my throat. And obviously not actual things. This is, you know, energetic but in my mind, I see all this kind of like gunk and just like, ugh, and that I, and sometimes almost like pulling it out like a magician who's just like, you know, pulling out scarves from a hat or something. Um, I can't make this shit up, but just pulling it out of my throat. And sometimes it's just a little bit and sometimes it's a lot and really just like releasing that. And I never, I, this is actually maybe the first or second time I've, you know, told people that. But that was a thing that I did for a long time and it didn't really make any sense to me, but I was like, well, I feel better. And then I learned about like, you know, clearing your energy and a lot of people do where they'll, you know, wrap themselves in white light or, you know, take a shower or, you know, imagine a bubble. There's a million different ways to like cleanse your energy, right? So that's when I was like, oh, weird. That's what I've been doing is like clearing out 
my throat chakra. And sometimes I do it, you know, if I've like, you know, low vibed out and like talk shit or watch crappy TV or, you know, something like that. Like I'll just kind of clear it. And sometimes when I'm really doing a big clearing or cleansing, it's just like stuff that's been so stuck in the drain for so long that I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that this was still in me. So I've been doing that for a while. Then (laughs) this is certifiably insane. I probably should not share this on the podcast, but you know, whatever. Uh, It is a comedy and a spiritual podcast. So like this is, you get what you, you know, don't pay for. Uh, This is free. So I started throwing up snakes. It's so creepy. Okay. So obviously I know that, um, you know, snakes and serpents, I mean, it's like the most ancient, you know, form of transformation and rebirth, right? It's like still a symbol in like our medical system and, uh, you know, sphinx and the whole thing, right? If you're in healing, you get it. Um, I despise snakes so much so that I'm like trying to figure out like what that connection is. Like I like, anything reptilian, reptiles, anything like, ugh, I am not, it just like skeezes me out to the nth degree. Okay. Um, even so much, I was thinking about that. Cause I have a friend that had posted this video. She took her son to a, like another boy's birthday party and there were like reptiles there and they were getting to feel them. And I'm like, I'm going to have to send Alex like, cause I can't be there and then be scared. Like I'm, I, I'm Jonah's mom. Like I have to be like, this is safe. Like, this is fun. Like we're trying something new. And I'm like, I'm going to be the adult of the party that's having a meltdown. So I need to get over my fear. Okay. So I started to feel like I was purging snakes. Still can't believe I'm telling you this. Well, let me take us back. So as this is all, and and this kind of jump or, you know, up-leveling frequency, you know, insert whatever spirituality language you use, right? But this growth that has taken me from December to where we are now, so it's like the end of February, right before we make this big quantum leap to Atlanta, this is everything that's been going on. So I started having these reoccurring dreams where there were snakes on the ground. And like they weren't hurting me or like doing anything to me, but they were just like, I, like I couldn't even like physically walk on the ground. Like there were all these snakes and I was like freaking out and kept trying to get all these snakes out of the room. And then I, I finally would get them all out of the room. And then somebody else from my life would open the door and all of these snakes would come back in. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like close the door. You're letting all these snakes in. And these people were like, I don't know. Like, what are you t-? like? Not even acknowledging that I'm, freaking out about these snakes or that these snakes exist. They're still going along like everything is normal to them. And I probably had this dream, I don't know, and in this iteration more or less like, I don't know, three or four times, right? And then I realized, you know, it's this huge sense of self-security and self-grounding that has happened for me because for so much of my life, like literally almost 30 three, 34 years of my life was looking to other people to make me feel safe, to make me feel secure. And uh, you want to know how to get lost. Um, That's a good way to start. So I found that I'm like, oh, of course, I have felt like I've been walking on snakes. And now suddenly I'm aware of that's no way to walk around. 
I, I cannot live according to the way that everybody else is or what they're doing or disobeying my boundaries or pushing my limits or, you know, trusting that other people are going to pull through when I know they're not going to, that it makes me feel unsafe. And here I am, I'm the one doing all the work, trying to throw all these snakes out the window and everybody else is walking around like, I don't know what you're talking about. But I also, for, you know, the really decade that my drinking, I was really, really in it. That's what I was doing. Walking around there, you know, crocodiles in the tub and, you know, just snakes on the ground. And I'm just walking around, you know, drunk as a skunk being like, no, it's good. I'm chasing my dreams. These are my dreams. These are my dreams. Just completely asleep. And as soon as I really came to that, there was this sense of like, whoosh, just again, this like rushing energy that just like left. It was this huge sense of lack of security or all of these fears and doubts and all of these things that just almost seemingly evaporated from my body. I know, guys. It's wacky. All right. So then I start feeling like I'm throwing up snakes, y'all. So out of nowhere, I'm like, you know, in the same way where I sometimes I'll like cleanse my... uh throat chakra by like pulling out the drain, right? I started to feel these like snakes coming up. And I'm like, and again, I'm like so freaked out by snakes. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? But it it literally felt like if you ever have um food poisoning and you're literally your like your body is purging poison. Like there's no way of holding them back. Energetically, I just felt these like cobras. Like I, I had to like almost pull their so creepy. So, you know, when like a cobra, I think it's like their hood and they like put their hood up or whatever. So it was like I felt that whole part just kind of just always reminds me of Jafar from Aladdin, Um, which, by the way, the end of Aladdin when, you know, they have to save the genie. Such a creepy scene, by the way, for children. I just rewatched it recently. It was like, this is terrifying. Um, So just like when Jafar becomes the snake. Or it was like I felt like the, you know, hood of the cobra like opening and I had to like pull it out of my mouth. And then there was like one after another after another. So listen, if you know things about like animals and energy healing and whatever, and this makes sense to you, get at me. Okay. Um, I mean, I just really, in reality, identified as like, um, there was just some really, I mean, obviously, we know that like, you know, some spiritual healers and like artists and they like love snakes and serpents and shit. And I'm like, that's not for me. I still think they're super creepy. Um, so I'm sure there is some element of it where it's like incredibly powerful because it was this huge, you know, transformation. And then I know in like Kudalini uh, yoga, the idea is that there is a serpent at the base of our spine and that when you have a true awakening that you like awaken this serpent. So I don't know, something got woke the fuck up, but I'm just, I'm not, you know, like, did it have to be snakes? So as weird as that is to share and as wild as it was, um, I share it because it's hilarious. And, but almost after all of that shedding and purging and everything was done, this huge sense of grief and, you know, almost sense of like anger of like, gosh, I've, I've always felt like my dreams are so much bigger than me already. And now you want me to do what? Like, I'm supposed to do what? But after having all that, like, purging and letting go, there's also this part of me of like, oh, 
well, that's easy. You just want me to like show up and be me. Like I can do that. You know, like this almost like this sense of like simplification of really, truly getting out of my own way. Like um, my husband, Alex, and I have another podcast together called Common Ground, uh, where we talk about like politics and society and culture and things. Um, and that he's much more of kind of a, a central libertarian. And I'm obviously a little bit more of like a humanitarian liberal. So it's us, you know, every morning finding common ground is is the tagline. So we had a um, we did a bonus episode last night with another guest, and in the podcast, and I was talking about you know like coming into your own and really feeling like yourself, and I was like you know because sometime around like fifth grade where you know everybody starts to be aware of everybody else, and then I was like so some you know I'm like now if my only job is to be myself, easy you know because I'm like by you know like fifth grade up until yeah like you know two weeks ago. I feel like all of that was like beaten out of me and that I had to like work my way back to like accepting and experiencing who I am. So now I'm like, oh, my job from here on out is just to like give them me, you know, and stay open. Like, cool. I can do that. You know, like the rest is just showing up to have this inevitable success, right? To excel at being yourself. Like, all right, like that I can do, you know? And, uh, oh, and something else I wanted to say about like the, um, just if there's somebody listening who knows a little bit more about like shedding and snakes and all that, cause I just really am so interested to hear people's feedback about this. Um, other than like, you're weird, that DM you can save. Um, but there's another spiritual teacher that I love. Her name is Nikki Novo. Uh, you can check her out on Instagram as well. And she has this great uh, program for uh, intuitives and healers and teachers. And um, something that I heard her recently say about like grieving and releasing is like sometimes it's remembering that it might not even be something like of this lifetime. Like sometimes, you know, we're, we're carrying like generational trauma or traumas from like past lives. So sometimes there's things that might not even fully make sense to us, but they're like so deep in things that like our soul is finally shedding because some of that stuff felt so deep that I was like, I don't even know if that's like, I, I mean, again, like it really did feel like this huge kind of sense of like opening where I was like, okay, yeah, now I can't ever like, you know, Sometimes it's it feels like it would be comfortable to, you know, kind of dip your toe back into playing small. And now I'm like, oh, after these last two weeks, like that's just those options are now like off the table for me. <laughs> you know, like after you throw up cobras, where do you go? Uh, it's only up from here, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think that that is, you know, going back to this idea of like, I think that's all of our jobs. All of our job is is hopefully to shed, you know, the shit that is growing up and 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 the traumas that we each experience in our own individual lives and experiences to come back to hopefully being us and really stepping into and aligning with like what is our highest good? You know, what is our god self? Who who are we before god? And I feel like I, I want to do a couple of episodes about um, money and money energies and all of that because it's, I don't know. I think we kind of simplified of like, you know, boss bitch energy, like not really my brand. But um, I do think there's a lot of people out there who their kind of main message is talking about money. And I think it's really interesting. But 
something I was journaling the other day and I was like, oh, also I've made making money so complicated. Like your gifts are your prosperity. Like that's another reason of like when you when you show up fully into who you are and you give them you, like you will always be prosperous because you like your gifts are meant to be the thing that, you know, bring you money, bring you resources, right? And then again, I say that with a grain of salt because then that kind of goes back to, you know, the idea of like assuming that you are in a certain position of privilege and or support, right? I mean, not everybody has that luxury. But I do think that a lot of these energies and 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 these lessons are important because I'm my goal is really to help us shift as a culture and as a society to slowing down to recognizing what our gifts are and hopefully like, you know, whatever monetization becomes, but like monetizing them and like really paying attention to a lot of these things. Like I've I've also found that I kind of get angry sometimes when I'm sharing these things because I'm like, God, if only, I mean, again, go listen to Common Ground and you'll hear me get heated where I'm like, it's not about shareholders. Like it's about our well-being and like, this is why, you know, it doesn't make any sense. And what I've found is like, I am not interested in preaching and I'm not interested in accessing my anger in that way. I mean, I think anger is great for many other things and we'll talk about that on a couple of other podcasts and I do have some uh, some workshops coming up focused all around uh, female rage. So, uh-oh, watch out for that fun time, huh? Um, it will. It'll be fun. Who doesn't love scream therapy? Moving on. But I, I think that what I'm really finding is like my job is to hold the door open. You know, in the sense of like, if I show up to the best of my ability every day in these different mediums and give them me, my job is to hold the door open. And so it's not to be like, see what's in that door? Shove yourself through that door. Come on. Like that's not, that's not my job, <laughs> right? I'm not like shoving people onto the Japanese subway. Um, if you haven't seen those videos, have fun on that YouTube rabbit hole. But my job is just simply hold the door open. Hey, these are everything. These are all tools that are available to you. All of this is real. You too can access it. Here's the door. Because that's also the energy, you know, that 222, like that's the energy I want to exist in. I want to go after more and more work. I want to go after my dreams with this sense of like, hey, here's the thing I would love to do. If you're interested, get back at me, you know, but not being like, that's, I think, what I've found this balance between masculine and feminine energy because so much of my journey, I mean, obviously a lot of what I do is holds a lot of masculine energy. Performance holds a lot of masculine energy, right? But there is a way to tap into it and utilizing that feminine. And that's really where that comes in for me of like, utilizing your feminine or or being in the a place of receiving, doesn't mean that you're not pursuing what it is that you want to do. Doesn't mean that you're not putting yourself out there. It means that you're doing it as an offering. That it's not, it, 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 is, it is that inherent trust. 
and that's that root chakra that's kind of anchoring you in of knowing like you're going to be okay. And all we're doing is just making the asks. That's it. Here's what I'm looking to do. Thought of you. Here's the ask. And then the rest of it, like it's whatever it needs to be. It's holding the door open. And, you know, I find that a lot even with our like relationships, especially like with family and stuff too, of like, it's that same energy of like loving people where they're at. You know, like uh, a saying my mom always said is like, don't, you know, don't argue with a drunk person. Not meaning literally, but also that's helpful. Don't argue with a literal drunk person. But meaning when somebody's not speaking the same language as you, metaphorically, if you keep trying to say the same thing over and over, you're the one banging your head against the wall. You're trying to force something rather than don't argue with a drunk person. You know, hold your boundaries, do what you need to do to keep yourself, you know, safe and grounded and then hold the door open. Love people where they're at. Saves a lot of energy. I um just looking at my list here since this is the second time that I'm recording this, making sure I've hit everything I wanted to. Um yeah, I just think I really want to offer that of like where where are you at? How can you how can you even like hold the door open for yourself? You know? Like Hey man, when you're ready, you know, again, going back to the beginning of this podcast of like grief is something that, or, or grief too, but um, change and growth is something that is hard to see as it's happening. And then you can kind of go back and you can see the steps over time, over time, over time, even just committing to wanting to do this move, you know, from November to now and how much work I've done on my you know, physical life and especially in my like internal life so that I can really be a fit receptacle to receive what's next and move into this next place of life. You know, I mean, this is where, you know, if this is language that you understand, like I'm really jumping timelines real quick here, (laughs) you know, of like, I feel like it's like this launching pad of like, okay, here we go you know, and we're just going to like, like pick up. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I've like moved my whole life. All right, let's go. So I want to leave you on this. I've, I've said this phrase a couple of times of like, you know, how can you make yourself a fit receptacle? And that's another, yeah, saying his name again, Remington Donovan. And what I what it really means, right? So I've talked about this before on the podcast of like whatever it is that you want, this is a, a very basic like manifesting tool, right? Whatever it is that you want, you have to make space for it. One of the most uh, kind of easy examples, right? Of like if you're looking to, you want to call in a partner, opening up uh, a drawer in your house for them to put their things in. So you have an empty drawer, you're literally leaving physical uh, space for somebody to move into, Right. But again, going back to our ego that the more we level up, the more in tune we become, our our ego, our shadow side, our doubts, our fear, they just level up too. They just become, you know, that slick Rick dick. Like they're just, you know, they're just becoming more uh, camouflaged in the way that they tend to 
want to self-sabotage you, right? So even if you clean out this drawer, but then you're still going out and you're still dating the same person over and over and over again, and you're not learning the lesson, the universe is going to have you keep learning the lesson over and over again. Like whenever that happens to me, it always feels like, you know, like one of those like Korean game shows or something where it's like, so-and-so has said that she wants to stop learning this lesson, but we're going to find out, you know, and then they just like, the universe just keeps putting you in the same situation, but, you know, in a different shade every time just to see how many times you just want to bang your own head against the wall, you know? So I feel like I've been doing that or was doing it for a while. And finally, you just have to go, oh, I'm not going to like bang my head against the wall anymore. So anyway, so, oh, you know, making space in a drawer, making that physical space, but then also making sure that your actions are aligned with that thing, choosing to do the harder thing, right? So for myself of making myself the fit receptacle is like really having to step out and own uh, like both sides of me that my my stage presence and, you know, that's my big thing is like I want to um, get out on tour again next year. And so, okay, so you're going to have to be on stage even more. You're going to have to make that time again, and you're going to have to get to know this new version of yourself on stage because you've been, you know, you've always been big on stage, but if you're talking about things that you no longer talk about, well, we got to get comfortable with this new thing again. We need to be, to make ourselves a fit receptacle. You know, if you build it, they will come. So that's kind of part of it for me. And then the other part is, you know, with like spiritual offerings and things like that, like, you know, like one of the things I did um, for the 222-22 celebration, as it were, I recorded a free meditation and that's actually up on my website. It's there's a um, it's in my link tree too on Instagram. So if you meditate, please go and download it. It's absolutely free. It's about 30 minutes. And um, I actually got some really great feedback this morning from a few people who downloaded it, which was awesome because it's the first time that I have done a guided meditation on my own, uh, which was also the impetus of it being free. Um, but just wanting to like, you know, your prosperity lies in your gifts. And so not being like, oh, I don't know how to do that thing, so I'm not going to do it. It's like, do it. Why not? You know? Um, your prosperity lies in your gifts. So that was something, and I, I put up a couple of other offerings into um, the store on my website. So those are just other things that I share of ways in which I'm making myself a fit receptacle. Like my husband was like, well, do you really think people will, um, like, do you think anybody's going to do that? And I'm, I'm starting a Patreon page as well that I'm going to be launching in May. And, um, I, I, he doesn't say that of like, I don't believe in you, you know, but more of like, if you're spending all this time and energy on things, like, do you think anybody, is that a good use of your time, right? It's a totally valid question. I'm like, but it's not that 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 time and those gifts and the things I'm offering, that's not about capitalizing on them now. It's the practice of making myself a fit receptacle. It's the practice of as you know i grow in my gifts and as i offer this more and more and as more people are drawn to this work and my network grows and my career grows 
I want to be able to live in the feeling that I have been existing in and calling in. I don't, I don't, you know, it's like you, that's why people put out an RSVP, right? You want to know how many people are coming to the party so that 300 people don't show up and you're like, oh, well, I only bought like one veggie tray, right? That's not going to feed 300 people. Then you got to run around and you got to go get food and all these things, but you're trying to host a party. I don't want to do that. When, you know, crowds and crowds of people show up, I want to be ready for them. Oh, great. You like this offering? Here's all these other things, right? So I just share with what what I'm going through just so that, you know, having examples and knowing that even if there's parts of it that make you feel silly, when you're not doing it, it's, it's not silly. You're not doing it now thinking that like all these people are going to show up. You're doing it because you are allowing those actions to align with the feeling and the things that you're calling it. So you are already showing up like, fuck, even if the universe is real, let's just even assume that that like all of this is fake, right? Just in the actual physical sense of what it is that you're wanting, right? Like I always say, you can't win a Grammy if you've never written a song, you know, it's the same thing. It's like there, there is the way in which we have to physicalize these things in order to grow. And more action creates more physicality. It creates more manifestation quicker because you are choosing to follow the action, to follow the feeling rather than living in what the immediate outcome needs to be. Because then you're always going to feel like you're failing. You know, to quote Theo Vaughn, uh, you know, he's always like, ask out that girl. Um, that's my Theo Vaughn impression. But, you know, it's always like, you know, ask the girl out, you know, ask her to dance, uh, you know, just this idea of like, flirt with your life, you know, make yourself a fit recept receptacle. What is it that you really want and how can you feel into that thing? And then how can you trust yourself to know that you're going to slowly bring it into physical being one day at a time? Because real integral change takes time. 2018, I saw myself on stage talking about the things I'm on stage talking about now. Four years. And I've been on stage the whole time. So really, really be kind to yourself as you move through all of this. I think I'm going to end it there. I've got so many more episodes coming up on all the same things. We're going to do one um, of the, the very Tony Robbins of it all. No one is coming to save you. I've been working a lot on that. Um, it kind of stems more from the snakes on the ground, right? Uh, that uh, you don't want snakes on the ground. No one's coming to save you. You got to throw each and every one out the window and keep it moving. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to do some episodes about uh, money and money energies. Lots of uh, more stuff coming up. So again, you know, really offering you that your success is inevitable and your success that you were able to excel when you are yourself, right? Um, that your only job is to give them you is to be full, show up full, and make the adjustments. Uh, that how can you hold the door open for yourself or other people? And how can you feel into what it is that you're really, you know, you you are, you know, people are like, you are abundance. You're, you know, able, listen, I, is everybody going to be millionaires? Probably not. And I'm not going to be the one on the mic saying that. But 
I do believe that everyone is worthy and able to access internal harmony. I really do believe that. I also believe that it is a daily practice and it's not easy because it takes showing up every single day. Um, But I think you can do it. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope this made sense. I hope, um, you know, again, I apologize. I recorded the first one. It was my opus. It made sense. It was flowing and then it went away. So doing it all over again and, and really wanting to make sure that I'm talking about all those same things, but also still kind of staying in the flow and and in the channel, so to speak, um, because I improvise all of these um, or they are channeled, as it were. So lots of stuff, lots of gems in this episode. It feels really good to be back and talking with you guys. I've um, been releasing a lot of like pre-recorded episodes and I just really missed it. Uh, For now, I've been only releasing an episode every other week, uh, just because that's where my endurance has been uh, during this move. And um, my husband and I are actually pitching some shows to Snapchat. So stay tuned. Those might be coming out if you guys utilize Snapchat. So I'll keep you posted on all that. And so my attention has been many places, but I know I'm really feeling called back to to bringing you guys something once a week. So stay tuned as that changes and evolves. Again, you can go and check out rachelaforce.com in my shop. There's that free guided meditation. I highly recommend download. Um, I always love doing guided meditations in the bath. So if you're a bath person, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. If you do, send me a DM, connect with me, let me know how you enjoyed it. If there was anything particular that you saw, any breakthroughs, um, Y'all know I love to nerd out on that shit, so hit me up. I also uploaded a 30-day workbook. Uh, I called it the Catch-All Captain's Log. I love the idea of journaling or, you know, kind of a captain's log was like checking in, you know, on the being out at sea every day to categorize and, and write down what was happening while out at sea in in their journey. And I just kind of love that same idea. So I created a 30-day captain's log workbook uh, for your journey of meeting you wherever you're at, wherever you're at. Um, And that's a digital download and it's $11. So if that seems of value to you, download it. Let me know how that experiences for you. Um, It's got some prompts and a a captain's pledge in it. So it's very silly and playful, very on brand for uh, all things Rachel LaForce. You guys, that's it for me. I hope you had a good uh, 2-22-22. I hope this was helpful. I love you so much. Be well. Tune out. Tune in. See you soon.